Black Hypothesis. Hey everybody, we are Black Hypothesis. Thanks for listening in. Uh, I am the Langston Jules, and with me is... Nefakiki. And this is our first podcast. Um, just to give you a little bit of background of what this podcast is going to be about on this episode and for the episodes coming afterwards, um, we are going to be having episodes where we want to mix the field of STEM and the all, and the topics dealing with uh, social responsibility and, and black uh, people and black people i was trying to <laughs> find like a more <laughs> official way to say that but yeah stem and black people <laughs> whatever that equals to you you're gonna get black hypothesis so uh we hope you enjoy this episode and our first topic is going to be covering afrofuturism so nefrakiki what is that what is that i'll let you know what that is Afrofuturism is about reimagining and recreating black people's future in either our society itself or in other planets. Like Mars or like? It could be like Mars. I think we're from Mars. But it could be like from Mars. It could be like in New York or Florida. But yeah, it could be anywhere. Okay, I'm going on a potential anyway. But I think you said other planets because um, this week... Uh, NASA. It is February, like mid February. It doesn't matter what time it is, but it's Black History Month. That's it is Black History know. Month. That's all you need to right, know. and and this week there was a Mars rover that was sent to Mars. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and um, they they lost it in like a sandstorm. So it usually gets powered by like a solar a solar panel, and that's what feeds it for it to be able to have the energy to keep mm-hmm. uh, moving on and exploring the surface of the planet. And um, a sandstorm came through and completely took it out. And NASA wasn't able to communicate it for a long time. And this week, they sent its last signal to it uh, because they knew it was gone and there was no way of reaching it. And it was probably like broken or destroyed or something like mm-hmm. that. And uh, the signal they sent was some song. I don't know who it's by, but it was like, I'll be seeing you, something, something. I'll look up the song while we're talking. But I thought it was cool that you said that because um, it just goes into... Space exploration, where we're at now, and let's just get back to the topic. So, well, that is somewhat related to the topic because there are some people that believe black people are originally from Mars, and that also who thinks that who's, who's saying that? I'm saying that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but other people besides you me, can quote I her. Get, please do not quote me. And yeah, so like they explain that, like they. There's melanin in space and stuff. There's a whole theory. Maybe that will be a next podcast. Is black people on Mars? Are we from Mars? But right now, we're not on that. We're adjacent to that, and we're on Afrofuturism. They so continue. S- I'm going to go back one more time before I continue. It was Billie Holiday's song, I'll Be Seeing You. So that's the name of the song. It was actually pretty good. All right. Now, now let's. you want to get back on topic now? Oh, well, I told you to get back on. So you... Okay, cool. Okay. So we're back on topic. <laughs> so I um I read an essay by the guy 
who coined the term Afrofuturism. A white man, by the way. Which is very interesting. We were looking for pictures of him and we could not find him because this white guy kept showing up. So I think so shout out to Mark Derry if he ever listens to this, because you are down. But um he coined the term uh, Afrofuturism and uh, his essay was uh primarily focused on the fact that science fiction is typically um centered around uh, themes or people that live on the fringes of society and that's what makes it kind of like a, a fictional that's, that's what gives it the fictional type of um, feel and uh, he thinks it's interesting that black people aren't in the forefront uh, in this genre because we are according to his essay and according to actual real life that we are aliens that were brought here from another land and put under this you know the uh, the tyra- under the tyrannical rule of someone else so back to this mars thing you could quote mark and not me but i think mark did say something about yeah mars. so quote, quote mark Derry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay so so yeah so he does focus on um science fiction and black people's roles in it and in the, the stories and also he um interviews a bunch of authors and other um contributors to science fiction one of them is named samuel Derry. he is one of before premier um, pioneering black authors in science fiction, along with um, another woman named Octavia Butler. We we featured her on Instagram. Um, Follow us on Instagram at Black Hypothesis. Thank you. Thank you for that little plug. And she was one of very few African-American novelists that wrote for the fields of science fiction. Um there's also Steve Barnes, uh, Charles Sanders, and Samuel Delaney. Uh, at least Samuel Delaney, uh, Mark Derry, he interviews in his essay, Black to the Future. I suggest you guys check that out. You can check our blog for the link to that essay. Um, he also like gives like comic book strips of some comic book characters that came out that I thought was pretty cool, too. Um, I just want to make a little note about Octavia Butler. If you haven't read a book of hers, you should. But the thing that I like about Octavia Butler is that a lot of her characters are like black women, and they're usually the ones that are either saving the the future or changing it in some way. Yeah. So she's all about that. Yeah. Afrofuturism feminist thing going on. So it's cool. Yeah, I read that. Um, a few like a lot of her critics they say that um her writing is based on like Af- is um is from the perspective of a black woman who's been disenfranchised and mm-hmm. they call out society on a lot of the uh the ways that they just shorthand yeah people who are minorities and um how they don't usually give us a voice yeah if people are listening you should all read wild seed Pretty. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's pretty it. much like this shapeshifter. She could be like any animal, and yeah. But I want to bring up a quote in his essay that I want to talk about more, which, where he poses the question: Can a community whose past has been deliberately rubbed out and whose energies have subsequently been consumed by the search for legible traces of its history imagine possible futures? And uh, I think this is, we were actually talking about this before you even started recording, so I think it's cool, because we're both uh, Caribbean, and she gave me some facts about her grandparents, Nefertiti, and I couldn't really tell her anything interesting, because I don't know my own grandparents. And I think that, um, that just, I don't, I don't think that's like uh, something that's uncommon. Um, a lot of black people don't know 
about their past and where they came from. And it, systemically, their history has been erased even from the time that they were brought over here on ships, right? Their children, children were separated from their families. People who were sitting in, in the same tribes, they were broken apart. They made sure they did everything to break, off, break away and completely, completely, completely erase any sense of, of their identity. And with that, they can you know easily break them and have them calling themselves Toby and things like that. So, I mean, it's not, um, it's not by accident that a lot of us don't have like this strong sense of our, our African past because uh, that, was, that was by design. Yeah, and, and um, just to go off of that, not only did they um, erase our past and our history and things that they don't, that we don't know, but also they have affected our future in so many ways. You have things like poverty, famine, um, the crack massive, epidemic, mass incarceration, <laughs> generational wealth. Like there is the so crack many, epidemic. Yes, you said that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just glossing over me. All right, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 that's very important. That's very important. Um, there's just so many things: education, simple things like healthcare. It's just so many things that they have affected um, in our future that is just crazy. So the past does influence and they've done so much in our past that's still haunting us till this day so uh, how do you think this is um how do you think this is still applicable today right because his essay was from like the late 90s mm -hmm. um there were a couple of people before him that did write like science fiction where black people were the antagonists and things like that but i feel like even before like the art there was always an actual real Afrofuturism. You could see that with Harriet Tubman. You could see that with Marcus Garvey. You could see that a little bit with Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Like there were people that were actually doing it in real time, and then there were also people that were creating like a whole nother world. How did you so, see that with Harriet Tubman? I feel like there's two different kinds of Afrofuturism. And with Harriet Tubman, she had a vision for freedom, just like a lot of people. But not only did she have that vision, but she actually acted on it. And she didn't stop acting on it until she she passed. Shout out to Harriet Tubman. Fucking G. Yes. Yeah, she was a G. She was a G. But there's so many other people that don't, have, don't, don't get recognition that were probably doing the same thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, why is this still applicable today? Let me tell you why. It is February 9th, 2018, and off the dome, we are just gonna we're just gonna sound off the type of atmosphere that we're in. We have a president named. We shall not be named. Okay, we're not gonna say his <laughs> name. We just know this. Google who's the president in 2018. Um, 19. Well, he was in 18, unfortunately, as well. Okay, so he's elected in 2018. Um, Politicians. Actually, this was very recent. There was the governor of Virginia, I think. Mm -hmm. He was caught um, or discovered to have been in blackface in college. Mm -hmm. um, next to another guy dressed up in a KKK outfit. Ron DeSantis in um, Florida. Hot mess there. What happened? Who was that? Um, he's now the governor, unfortunately. He oh, robbed. okay. But, um, yeah, he was just super racist. And he called his um, Andrew Gillum... He called him a monkey, like indirectly, you know, dog whistle. But yeah, he was like, he's monkeying up these politics. So that's another there. And then also, like, there's a water scarcity, and 
a lot of famines happening all over the world. And even with climate change, there comes a lot of issues with that. And unfortunately, the people that are most affected are people of color and people who are living below the poverty line as well. Uh, the other day this week, um, it would have been Trayvon Martin's 24th birthday. Trayvon Martin was a, a black child that was killed coming back from the grocery store by um, by a white person who thought he didn't belong in that neighborhood. And instead of um, allowing the police to come check out the suspect and confirm that everything was okay, uh, he went to pursue him with a gun and the events um, ended in his death. Um, it was also Sandra Bland's birthday. I saw on Instagram. I don't know if that's true. I'm going to check that out too. It was Sandra Bland's birthday. She was someone who in Texas was pulled over um, for something and then she got arrested and she turned up dead maybe within a few days later. And in good news, it was also Rosa Parks' birthday. And you, we all know what Rosa Parks did. I don't know if I need to go into details about that, but... Shout out to Rosa Parks. Shout out to Rosa Parks. Um, Virginia Attorney General admits to wearing blackface at a night. Why is everyone wearing blackface for? Like, is that like a... <laughs> you're in college, you're fucking broke. Sorry, you're broke and you just can't think of... I don't know, man. I feel like there's better costumes to wear in parties, even though you're in college. Yeah. Um, I actually watched a video today, today, of this guy. He's holding a baby. This is in Florida. Yo, Florida... I'm sorry. <laughs> Your Florida is gonna be a whole other topic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. I'm a native be... Floridian. I will not have Floridian bashing. There will be no Florida. There's a whole episode here. on Florida in Atlanta. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. I uh, believe Atlanta Florida manages pretty much North Florida. They could we they could try it. Who Atlanta? They could try it. Atlanta's not North Florida. That would nah, be another. That would be another episode. I'm very passionate about Florida. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, this video in Florida. This guy's holding his baby, and this cop he has his uh, body camera on. So luckily, we can at least you know see a lot of what's going on. He's asking this guy for his ID. He has the baby in his hand. He said he doesn't have his ID, but he told the guy his name, and the cop started yelling at him, saying, "Hey, I want to see your ID." He said, "My name is this." He's like, "I want to see your ID. I don't have my ID. My name is this." And then he starts to grab the guy and, like, try to grab the baby out of his hand. He said, I'm going to take this baby into whatever the child services is in Florida, whatever it's called. And I'm going to take you to jail. And it was a whole big fuss and fight. He kept calling him boy. It was crazy. So, I mean, we're still, like, being harassed. And um, we can't be treated as humans even until this day. And um, those are only, like, a few of the examples. Mm -hmm. of. And even Haiti, like... What's going on in Haiti with all the protesting right now? It's just like, what what could the future of Haiti look like? Like they, and it's sad because Haiti had such a crazy like they're the we're second, Haitians too. That wasn't random. Go oh, ahead. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but but it shouldn't be random because Haiti has a great history. It was the second. Oh, we definitely go to. Oh yes. Haiti. Oh yes. Yes, it was the second um, free independent country from colonial or European power. So wasn't the first free black. One, though? Yes, it was the first free yeah, black. Definitely say that. Yes, first free black country. So yeah, Afrofuturism started a long time ago, but I think we still need it today. There's a couple artists that are presently in, um, I wouldn't call them mainstream, but they're still out here, you know, get, trying to give us a, um, a vision of what the future might look like. It's Janelle Monet. Okay, I watched a couple of her. Dirty computer. It's not dirty computer, but it's, it's, ah, shit. Oh man, it's some music video that I watched 
where um prime time it, it might be prime time no is that the one with miguel Maybe, yeah no not 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 it wasn't that one then um but it was her name is Cindy Mayweather in this in this uh, music video, and I think there's a bunch of music, music videos where that's her name, and uh, it's like some futuristic world where there's a whole bunch of uh, Janelle Monets walking up a catwalk, and they're being they're they're all being auctioned off to like the richest uh, politicians and drug lords and um, other figures um, that that are still making lots of money in the future. And um, the the real Janelle Monet or the Janelle Monet that is the host of the whole event, towards the end, she's telling everyone that, hey, I know of a place where we can go that uh, we'll be free of, of having to deal with um, just being um, objectified for our bodies and our talents and um, at the same time being devalued and um, at the same time being divested of our humanity. Mm -hmm. um, two more artists I have in mind Sun Ra, do you know who Sun Ra is? <laughs> Sun Ra, he's a jazz musician And um, Yeah, from Alabama And his whole philosophy On music was just um, About black people's future And just seeing So he thought that black people Weren't from this planet So like if you ever look at his outfits and stuff It's very like futuristic he looks a lot about like Egyptian, ancient Egyptian history, but yeah, he really didn't think that we we're from this earth, and he was all about black people going to different place and having peace and happiness through music and finding that. So his whole philosophy was having peace through music. And here's a clip of some of his songs. And and here's a clip of one of his songs. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough content, <laughs> but I think we're going to stop there for the day. Um, all right, so just to summarize, one more time, what is Afrofuturism? Nefekiki for the people. For the people. I'll say it one more time for the people. Afrofuturism is about reclaiming and then reimagining black people's future in today's society and on this planet. And I feel like we use technology to boost us forward yes. and to um or, or we'll, use, we'll use that as a vehicle to make it to that next step where we're free technology yeah. and our minds absolutely so that is the end of our episode uh we would like for you to check out our ig i would really like for you to check out our blog that is on our website www.blockhypothesis.com what other platforms that we're on i cannot remember twitter Yes. <laughs> we we got to do something right. All right. <laughs> okay, so we like to, we hope you like that episode. Uh we want you to check out our blog. It's on www.blackhypothesis.com. Uh we'll give some more references towards the um the artists, whether it be an author, a musician, a um video we just have a whole bunch of things on there so yeah so we have a bunch of resources that you can check out if you're interested more in um in the subject of afrofuturism and all right guys until next time is peace love and stem, stem. ow
See? 